Straight out the heart of the South Central Cape Town when you show they can get your issue Pistol poppers, I know killers that won't miss you Bike gang, guitar riders, we so cocky I'm the cat that packed Kobe on his back after work 60 points your last game when you left us, it hurt Hit up death at the store, infant cold berserk Our BBS is so impressive, we light up the earth Since birth, I put in work, kick out the district So many fights on sites, kept getting suspended It's been ballin' your bitch, the luxury lieutenant This fly shit could be done if I didn't invent it I'm priority, Master P, it's no limits I broke killing glass ceiling with my first million I couldn't do it without my wife and all my children Ain't stopping no time soon, dog. I need a billion My life is more than money and jewelry My story's so crazy, Dog. I said make a movie behind the baller I went from playing sports to exotic whips Ain't gotta tell me dog, I know I'm the shit behind the baller My life is more than money and journey My story's so crazy dog, I said make a movie behind the baller I went from music exec to this podcast Now I finally feel at home at last I was the only Asian that had game in Albany High Now I'm on 2K20 dog, don't look surprised Built my enterprise, made my haters realize Even though I'm washed up, not the motherfucker to try Cover your eyes, my shit Blind, I leave you crying. Collaboration with Moodle Kami is just one of a kind. International, used to flip burgers at King. Like Martin Luther, bitch, yes, I had a dream. Call up the queen, give up my price for a royal ring. When it's complete, it's still undefeated like the money team. This Mayweather feel better in Jackie O'Nassis. Pull up on me, you gon' find out who is the fastest. I'm the greatest, but not a Muslim, something like cash. Put the double B logo on side of my glasses. Rest in peace, Nick Hush, you forever last. I'ma keep this shit lit for the homies with hats. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog, I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Now everybody got their pennies in a bunch. When I say I'm the number one jewel in the world. It's facts, you know I'm blunt, Drizzy, Drake, Justin B, if you see how they stunt A million dollars in the mouth, now I'm suspense front This nigga piece for the NFL, hungry as bunch Keep feed me, I need breakfast, dinner, and lunch Jay-Z with type of fun for the rock chain Rose gold, flip it over and engrave a name I'm legendary, you sensitive catch so scary When it's showtime, I'm Magic Johnson, James Worthy How about the minivan, rocking my vans, knocking the bass guy It's what I love to do, it's really not a fucking job Illegal part to this shit is so official Behind the ball of this what hard work can get you by for you Oh well, go tell the one who sent you It's been balling your bitch, it's been a pleasure to meet Behind you. the ball, my life is more than money and jewelry My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller I went from playing sports to exotic whips You gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller My life is more than money and jewelry My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller I went from music exec to this podcast Now I finally feel at home at last Behind the ball, Take a puff of this BBS and put some luxury in your chest Behind the ball It's not been humble, it's been baller representing the West Behind the ball I'm just a highly respected shit talking career in the flesh Behind the ball With the dopest podcast, Dust Brothers the best, let's get it Yo, that's a brand new Behind the Baller theme music By my guys, Illegal Cartel And uh Produced by Gene Crenshaw. Yo, they literally 
my dude put my entire life in a song and and like it's crazy man you fuck with the podcast heavy i appreciate you again illegal cartel yo behind the baller now has theme music i am your host ben baller and i'm feeling really 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 good today <laughs> all right yo in this episode i want to talk a little bit about cars so um i sold my mclaren 720s i fucking love that car i won't lie to you that was the fastest car i've ever owned in my life that motherfucker was just a little jet but I, it, it just had to go it was time um so yeah the 720s is gone aka the k-town destroyer 5 but the k-town destroyer 6 has arrived i picked up a brand new ferrari 488 pista last week and um man you know there's new car smell and then there's new ferrari car smell there's just nothing like that smell in the earth like fuck I mean, it smells better than your first crush's hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you smell, you know, like sixth grade, seventh grade, and you smell that girl's hair and just smell like flowers. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of smells, do not ever put air freshener inside an exotic car. Don't, don't, don't be that dude. That's like, oh my God, man. It's just so, fu- that's such a flagrant fucking violation um, I might allow it inside a Benz or a BMW, depending on the air freshener, but definitely not a Rolls or a Bentley. And again, absolutely not inside a fucking exotic car. Okay. But understand, I love Air Spencer Squash. That is the best air freshener there is, period. I mean, I've been rocking with that for fucking, I don't even know how long, 30 years, 20, 20 something years. That shit is just, God damn. I have two at any given time inside the minivan. But again, never an exotic. But that that squash smell, <laughs> it smells like Hello Kitty's pussy. You know what I'm saying? This is so fucking good. But uh, back to my pista, it's just fucking amazing. It's so smooth. It's so fat. This shit feels so solid. You know what I mean? It's just, tell you the truth, stock for stock, I think this thing is faster than my 720S. You know, um, I'm not sure yet. I haven't gone like crazy with it, but it just feels super, it just fuck, it's so nice to be back in, I mean, even though I have a Ferrari GTC, it just feels nice to be back in a solid, like real fast Ferrari. My 488 was cool, but this is like a whole different level. The Pista is just so fucking dope. Um, I can't wait for my SF90 to get here, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I saw the dash. That shit is so dope. It, all digital and um, LED and everything. But uh, when my SF90 gets here, I, I don't know, you know? I might have to hold this bitch too. I might have to hit, have the SF90 and the Pista, you know. I might have to have two destroyers for the first time, which has never happened, by the way. Um, the blue Lambo SV was not a destroyer, FYI. But uh, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, you do car episodes and stuff and everything else. And a couple of the next couple guests I have, uh, start talking about cars with them. And I also want to do a cannabis episode and things like that. And I'm just, you know, we just getting started, man. You know what I'm saying? This is episode 11. But uh, I do want to do a car episode that talks about all the cars that I've owned in the past and my honest review of all of them. And um, speaking of my past and speaking of cars, um, one of my hustles 15 years ago, like when I first got some paper, was I used to buy used, well, I bought, you know, used exotic luxury cars and I rented them out. And, um, you know, how I found out was through like a word of mouth of a homie or something. 
And um, I met a dude who was in the NBA. He was short on some cash. He got cut from the team and he went too hard with like stunting and stuff. And um, mind you, back then, you know, 2004, 2005, like this was before people started going like to the car auctions trying to find like now there's just fucking Rolls Royce ghosts all over the place, high mileage and shit. But there's exotic cars at the auctions. You'll find them, you know, you'll find them. You'll find a lot of shit because, yeah, I remember people don't make payments on a on a P1 or something that ends up at the auction. But this is like, you know, this is this is a rare time. And um found a dude who just needed, he didn't want to fuck up his credit and uh, he needed to get rid of a car. So, you know, he was ghostballing. And uh, I basically, uh, he had a Phantom and it was like a $430,000 MSRP Phantom. And uh, I grabbed that bitch for like just under $240,000. And, uh, you know, I, I had a couple cars and I was renting them bitches out, you know, and I rented out the Phantom for like $3,000 a day through, again, through word of mouth. Cause you know, back then it was MySpace and stuff, but you know, through word of mouth. And, um, uh, I had a 360 spider as well. And, um, I was renting that bitch off for like 250, I'm mean, sorry, 2,500, like 3,000 a day. And, uh, I had insurance covered. Um, and like, it's crazy. One of the first people to, to rent it out was, uh, for a video, for a music video. One time this D-boy, you know, this dude was a street cat. He rented out the car for two weeks and paid me up front. And the car I was insurance, I wasn't really tripping, you know. But he ran out for two weeks and he just full pop, 3,000, you know. And um, at the most, I had three cars. And they were always rented out. The crazy part is, before I had these cars for a full year, I had already made double the money of what I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? I had already doubled my profit. So by the time I flipped the car, it was just like, full profit like all profit like i was i was caking really good off that shit you know and today they got that what is that turo but like turo's like bullshit you know like i don't even know but i tell you the truth i don't know anything about it one of my employees had told me about turo but it's not as dope obviously i mean maybe you can rent a, a lamborghini or some shit i don't really know um but if you ever need an exotic car this is not an ad or nothing this is family if you ever need an exotic car a luxury car any kind of a nice car car service something um hit up platinum rent a car Platinum Rent-A-Car on Sunset Boulevard. Ask my boy Sammy. Tell him that Ben Baller sent you. He'll take care of you. And you know what's funny is um, people think that I rent my cars from Platinum Motorsports. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, how? Like, you know, fucking dumb you sound. Like, I've never driven someone else's car. Like, it's one thing if I'm like, oh, well, let me drive the bitch, you know, because I want to see uh, what a 918 feels like down the street or whatever. Or I just don't. That's just not my thing. I've never. Anyone that knows me knows I just don't even hit people up. I don't hit up people for clients for like for jobs, for business. Hey, you want to buy a check? I just don't. That's not me. I'm not rocking somebody else's fucking shit. I'm not borrowing somebody's clothes or wearing their shoes or the chain. It's just not me. It's just weird. Unless I made the chain, you know, it's just strange. Like when did car shops loan out cars for like a year? Do you have any idea? Like if you rented an exotic car for cheap for like a hundred thousand, I'm sorry, thousand dollars right a day, which is like really cheap, for like a nice exotic car. Could you imagine it'd be like $365,000 for one year? You know how stupid people fucking must be? And marketing-wise, it wouldn't make sense either too. Especially, you know, no one rents cars out with rims and exhausts and like other, you know, like aftermarket parts. Like, man, just, it, it really it really boggles my mind like how fucking stupid some people are, you know? But anyways, speaking of Platinum, uh, I don't know when the next Quick Strike is and I can't wait, you know? I can't wait for the next PML Quick Strike. Um... I can't wait to straight pipe this pista and get it tuned by my boy, Alex Quintani. Um, I just ordered the suspension. You know, I got the Novatech coming. 
so I can slam this bitch on the ground, and that's just pretty much what I'm gonna do to it. Um, I think uh, I'm gonna keep the 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 stock wheels in this time. I like I like the piece of the stock wheels. I just want to keep this motherfucker like as is. The bitch is is ready to go. Just needs the exhaust tune. Just needs to come down a little bit on that height. You know I'm Asian. You know how we do. Um, I do have some fire three piece fucking wheels coming. They fucking so hard, man. The motherfuckers is sick. And uh, for my GTC Luso, my GTC four Luso. So I got some wheels coming from uh, uh, my people over at AL13. It's more of a smaller brand, but they just really specialize in super quality wheels. They ain't some cheap shit at all, whatever. But uh, more about cars and pro athletes. Not many pro athletes really know how to do their cars. You know, they just because they got paper, you know, they go, it's like, yo, man, go put some 4G autos on a motherfucking uh, Rolls Royce Cullinan and shit and call a day. Like, all right, cool. But like really like tasteful shit, like really know how to get into cars, get into rare cars and do things and whatever. And it's, yeah, it's easy when you, you know, you might be rich and everything, but it's really hard to get that taste level the right way, you know? Like Chris Mills. If you don't know who the fuck Chris Mills is, you know, just NBA player. He was a super legend in LA. Um, one of the best possible players in high school, McDonald's All-American. This dude was the fucking man, you know what I'm saying? Like I went to high school with Chris and uh, I've been friends with him for decades and he was just the coldest when it came to cars, period. He was so serious with that shit. And um, even back in the day, this motherfucker had a BMW. He just he just always knew how to just hook cars up. And then um, he eventually opened up 310 Motoring. And 310 Motoring, Jesus, it's the most legendary motherfucking car shop, like, maybe ever. You know, I mean, Platinum Motorsport is definitely, you know, they had a longer reign and everything. But just 310 was just was incredible. Like, they were doing shit that no one ever heard of, black-owned. It was just fucking crazy. And at that point, nobody could fuck with Chris. C. Mills had it just hemmed up, you know. And he just had that eye. He knew how to do everything, just just all the details. He was, like, one of the first guys to do all that stuff, to do the trim and match the, um, just the delete the chrome and the body color, just everything. Again, the, the trim match and the just powder coating the fucking brake calipers and everything. And, um, the only shop that even came close to 310 was Platinum anyways. And, you know, Chris Mills, you start fucking with Platinum. But he's doing lowriders and stuff down, like, heavy, deep, like, $300,000, $400,000 lowriders and stuff. And um, just everyone else copies now. You know, no one does the same work. And more importantly, you know, when your car leaves a shop, it don't have that same gangster touch that Platinum Motorsport does. You know, it's like other people try and they just, they don't, they're not, they're not successful when it comes to it, you know. But one guy who is a pro athlete and knows and fully understands the whip game is Austin Rivers. Yep, that Austin, you know, used to be with the Clippers. Now he's with the um, Houston Rockets. Austin is actually my guest today on the show. And uh, I think we're going to get into some cars. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about his whip game. I'm sure we'll get into it. But right now, Miles, hit me one time with that Lakey Lake, please. Yo, man, so we got a real special guest, and um, I'm actually in his uh, in his dad's crib, because he, <laughs> he spent all his money on cars and everything, but I got my man fucking uh, Austin Rivers in the house. Austin, what's good, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you know how we get down, man. So, you know, um, 
what like what's going on with you right now? You just on the off season? You just I mean, just getting ready and yeah, I'm just training, uh, getting ready for the season. It's like three weeks away, three four weeks away. Uh, back with the Houston Rockets for uh, one more year. Um, so super excited about that. We got a great team, and I'm just out here in LA for the week, uh, just training. So I had to needed somewhere to crash. Um, so um, I'm staying over here. Do you miss LA? I do. Uh, I miss. I, I definitely took it for granted in terms of the. Uh, the quality of life every day. Yeah. You know, you wake up and it's 70, 80 degrees, beautiful outside, and you can do anything at any time. There's always something going on. Uh, but I, I can't complain, honestly. Houston's actually a dope-ass city, bro. Come on, man. Papados, papacitos, and all that Papacitos, shit. Papacitos, yeah, man. You but no, see- the food here is crazy, too, obviously. It's just on a different level. But uh, All right, man, fuck it. Let's get, let's get a... I want to get into like some basketball shit because you know what? Uh, you're the first basketball person I've interviewed on the show. Um, I got some people coming up, like Ben Simmons and people, but... Um, I, I have not interviewed anyone basketball wise. So it's right. like, you know, last season, man, I was like wondering what was going through your mind when you got traded from Washington to Phoenix, you know, um, and then getting signed by the Rockets into like a Mike D'Antoni offense. Like, you know, what was right. going through your, you know? Uh, it was a whirlwind. Um, it was the first time in my life where I felt like I didn't have control. Um, you know, I, I had got traded from LA to DC and then within two months I was traded again and waived. Uh, so it, I was trying to comprom- comprehend like how I went from having a career season the year before yeah. to now being traded twice and waived. So I'm just like, what what is going on? What am I doing right or wrong? You start to question things. Um, you know, obviously people don't understand the other side of it. You know, I have family and people moving around with me that doesn't make it. it you know, it's hard on them. Um, but uh, you, what you do is you just you just roll with the punches and uh, it, everything works out for a reason. Everything always has a way of working itself out if you keep your head down and, and, and you just stay trucking along, you keep working. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Uh, and then when I saw the opportunity with Houston, I knew it was kind of just a match just by the way the style and they play and the way they play. And, and you know, now I'm here, man. It's just, it's been a great situation. Uh, I got one more year there. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to be playing on an amazing team, man. So we're, uh, we're excited. I mean, you know, a lot of people who are listening, um, my followers, my fans, yours. I mean, I don't think people actually know that we actually are friends in real life, you know? So sometimes, even though me and you've gotten to a fight on the court, which is fucking ridiculous, I'm gonna beat your ass for that shit because you had the goddamn referee ready to kick me out of the game. <laughs> but like, you realize, even though me being a diehard Laker fan, when that shit happened, you know, like, as a friend, I'm upset because I know what you told me, what you know, what your goals were and what you like had envisioned for the future. Right, right. You had told me kind of like a little bit, like, well, this is what I want to do. This is what I ideally want to be at. And when it happened, I was like, yo, bro, this can't be, you know, but then you pulled it off and made it right. You know right, what I'm saying? So right. it's, but it scared me. And, I'm, and, and you know what I don't like is, is everyone talking the nepotism shit about all oh, his dad's on, you know, the coach. I'm right, like, what the right, fuck right. does that mean, bro? Like, right. if you out there scoring buckets, like, fuck his dad got to do with it. You right, know? right, right, right. But I'm just letting you know, like, I was thinking about you, bro. It was, it was, it, I appreciate it, it man. And, you know, it and, pissed me off. And, uh, you know, one thing, you know, you know, obviously as well, just being in, uh, you know, I guess the public eye, you know, for you, you know, people are always going to have something to say, negative or positive, uh, both ways. It's just no matter what you do, who you are, uh, no matter how amazing you're doing, someone will always have something to say. Uh, for me, my thing was always, you know, my pops. But I've been getting that since I was a kid, um, you know. And, you know, my response to that is I, I played well before I was coached by my dad and I, I'm playing well after I was coached by my dad. And I played well while being coached by my dad. So the chances are I'm just pretty good at playing well. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the, no, the, no, the, for sure. So, so, you know, people always have something to say. No, I see the jokes on Twitter. Well, that's everybody. Name a player, though. But name, name but a player. The crazy part is when they're making jokes, 
you didn't bust the 25 that night and bust the people's ass. I'm like, yo, how y'all hating on? Right. Like, but, you know, and that's where, you know, listen, also you could take those things and use them as, you know, motivation. And, um, you know, for me, I, I have so much left to to prove because I haven't achieved 90% of the things I want to do in the league. I got off to a slow start. Um, and then now that I've, you know, found a little bit of stability again and, and in a great situation, I'm still only 27 years old. Um, like this year, honestly, man, like no lies, the biggest year of my life. Uh, in you terms feel good? I do. I feel in a great place. Uh, I mean, you feel strong. You know what I'm saying? You feel strong. No, healthy. I feel. I feel. I'm 100% healthy. Um, and we have a team that can realistically win, and 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 I have a chance to be a, a really big part of that. Uh, I can't. You can't put a price on that. I mean, bro, I was a you know a degenerate gambler. Um, I um, I'm talking about basketball. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Laker fan, but at the same time, I'm a realist. I know we suck. Whatever. And y'all don't, I, I, y'all don't, y'all don't suck, man. You know what I'm saying? I know, when, I know when we've sucked. Oh, 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 oh. And we've had our bad years. Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Smush Parker years and shit like that. You know? Why, like, can I ask why everybody hates on Smush Parker? Why, like, why, why, are the, why are the jokes so hard? I don't understand. We say, I, obviously, at that time, I was like 11 years old, 12 years old when he was playing. Nah, what are you talking about? 2005, 2006? How old were you? 2005, 2006. I was like, what? I'm trying to think. I'm. 27 now oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yes you're 14 yeah Yeah, like 12 13 bro you know okay well listen i got nothing against smush because he was a client of mine he used to buy joy but it's just like i don't know man like i almost felt like he wasn't like he didn't know he was playing in the nba i don't again i don't know too much about him i just know every time i see on instagram whether it's a kobe or somebody always (laughs) says something about smush parker bro i'm just like i don't understand i don't see much hate about him but it's just he just uh i don't know man so going on man on a sidebar because you know they bring up your pops like like, this is a serious question. You know, it's just completely just off the topic, man. If you and your dad got in a fight, like, who would win, man? Probably my pops. Shut the fuck up, man. I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I'm, I'm Your not, dad. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to y'all. He's 60, bro. Bro, my dad's like 52, 53. No, he, what? My dad is not fucking 60. My mom just bro. turned 60, and she's three years older than me. He's actually like 57. He's this 50. is my show, so I can fucking sit here and take as much time as I fucking want to. And there's no motherfucking way. It's 57 years old. If for sure? I'm positive. I then how come you said 53? I don't know. He's 57, you're right. 57, you think Pops would get you? Man, he's a big dude, bro. He's a lot bigger than like, he's like a, he's a, he's a big guy. Even though he was the same height, he's just like a big dude. So I'm going to tell you something funny. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and he's been in probably a lot more scraps than I have. Have you ever played at the Equinox on Sepulveda right by the 405? Like that big, crazy joint. Why would I be playing at the Equinox, bro? A lot of pros play there. Who? There's just a lot of people. I mean, I've seen fucking back in the day, like a lot of Lakers did. Anyways, going on, <laughs> on the offseason, I would go up there and play ball once in a while, and I'd see like Mike Dunleavy up there and random people, and I'll never forget. Do you remember Sedale 3? Are you too young for that? Who? Sedale 3? No. Okay, play for Lakers. So anyways, we're playing ball, and your dad is there. This is my freshman year, my redshirt freshman year in college. And I'm playing ball, <laughs> and I'm I'm hacking your dad a lot. I'm doing all kinds of dirty, share everything else. And your dad's like, either he just retired or he was still playing, but he was killing me. This <laughs> motherfucker was destroying me. That's funny. And I was like, what the fuck? But anyways, I just want that was a joke question. I can't believe you answered this shit. No, nah, so, I mean, I, I, so he's a beast then. But yeah, he's just been like, bro, this guy from obviously, you know, I, I can hold my own. I'm not. A, a dude that walks around puffing his chest out like you know I, no, I, no. I want hands and smoke with anybody uh but i'm always been a, i've always everybody knows me as the guy that is you know i don't know how to say it but it's just like i, I handle my own in terms of like if someone tries to come after me especially on the court basketball wise then 
I've always been the guy. Oh, that, you know, speaking of which, what happened when that whole CP3 shit happened at Houston and all the drama? You know what I'm saying? The locker room and everything. <laughs> that was more public. Uh, Bullshit, right? That, it wasn't that serious. Like dudes, like were coming in the locker room, just drawing back and forth. It wasn't no like brawl in the locker room type stuff like that. That was more. Yeah. Media gas than anything. Because if it were that serious, bro, between me and CP, I would have never got traded. They would have never signed me to play with him last year. Yeah. That's how you know all that stuff is BS because he would have been like, no, I don't want to play with him. I mean, bro, why did you go so hard at me at the end of the game, the Lakers-Clippers game, when I'm sitting courtside? You got me the seats, bro. And fucking Scooter Braun, who's a, a Clipper season ticket holder, you know who Scooter Braun is, right? Of course. Scooter's yeah. like, yo, bro, what, like, are you okay? And I was like, yo, bro, I didn't know what... In fact, like, I was looking like, yo, at first... What like bro, you were screaming. I mean, motherfucker, like you know what I'm saying, and I'm like, yo, bro, you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, people thought we were serious for a no, second. No, it was there, it was funny. It was funny. So you know what, man? This is something that's been on my mind because I wanted to ask you in text, but you know you forgetting shit and everything. But now I have you on the show. Like, you think sh should James Harden have won MVP? I, I mean. um Giannis was definitely a deserving player just for the record of their team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to ride or die with, you know, my guy. You know what I mean? And, Should and, he have won, bro? Yes or no? Doc? I think, yeah. I mean, the last person to average 36 points per game was Michael Jordan. That's what just happened, bro. My man scored 30 points in 30 straight games. I'm, I'm going to fact check that later. No, the 30 for 30, that was a real thing. Bro, how are you going to – come on, man. When it comes I'm not saying. To, yeah. I'm just saying that's crazy that I didn't even think twice about yeah, that. Like 30, 30 straight games with 30 points or more, man. You know what I mean? Like, he's he, he's a special talent. He also, you know, he, he can pass, rebound. Uh, people have always given him, you know, shit about his defense. And, and last year he, you know, significantly uh, increased his efforts on the other side of the ball. On the other side of the ball. Um, so, it, listen, I think you could have went either way. And they obviously went with Giannis because James won the year before. But – you know, if you're asking me, like, I, I will go with James. Yeah. I'm, you motherfuckers is really, like, contenders for the, for the chip again. It's crazy. So, like, um, having guarded Russell Westbrook for so long, right, You, I mean, I've watched games where you guarded him and everything, right? Like, how do you think he's going to fit into the Rocket system? I think it's going to be great. Um, people, I think, right now are questioning it because of uh, the ball dominance of him and James are both, I think, like, one and two in the league. Um, but James' style is so completely different than Russell. Uh, we were one of the slowest teams in the league last year, what people don't know. Um, Offensive-wise? Offensive-wise, our, our pace. Uh, people usually don't think that because we're like top two or three in scoring every year. But la our pace Like in is, total offense, you guys were up in the top three. Yeah, in scoring. In terms of points per game, we score usually the most points. It's but like the Golden tempo State, was slow. Us, I'm going to watch some tape. But, but we are one of the slower teams because the majority of our style is one-on-one -on -one with James. You know, he dribbles a lot or... Last year, Chris Paul doing pick and rolls. So it's effective. But now that we have Russ, who plays at an extremely fast pace, Ridiculous it'll be fast. such a good mix. You know, we'll have both. We'll have that style where you have James and, and Eric and, and myself and guys who are really good one-on-one -on -one guys. And then we'll have, you know, Russell getting the boards and we're going. You know but what I mean? But then so, if, he, if he gets the bat, the ball, y'all got to keep up yeah, with you them. Yeah, you got to run. You got to run. I mean, that's, that's easy. That, that's where you get easy buckets. You know what I mean? Fast break points, open threes. You know, Russell demands so much attention dribbling down the paint. Uh, he's one of the best attackers in the game. You know, you spot up for three or cut to the basket, you get easy bucket. So uh, did, I think it's going to be ever, interesting. Um, you ever watch the, the early 80 games when, when, um, when like, Paul Westhead was coach of the Lakers and, like, that when he was – when uh, do you remember – do you know um, who Hank Gathers was? Yeah, of course. Like, when he was at LMU, Paul Westhead was the coach. Did you see how these guys were running, like, 141-point games, but they were running crazy fast tempo right. offense? right. Like, who the fuck like, – that is just – I don't think that could ever happen again. It's just not – Oh, I, d I definitely do, just because we shoot more threes now. 
um, than any than any uh, at any time in any era of, of basketball. It's the highest right now. You know, most but not fast break threes. No, but I mean, Steph. A lot of these people are starting to you know have really changed the culture of basketball. And now, nah, for sure, teams are going like four guards on the court at one time with you know five or you know four guards in a wing or you know you know what I'm saying. So the game is definitely speeding up, and threes are becoming more uh, of a of a must. Um, you know, everybody wants shooting, and uh, I think with that, you know, you'll see more points put on the board. That's all I've been working on this summer, man. It's just, yeah, it's threes. And, and uh, you got to understand I'm playing with two of the most, you know, one of the two most elite guards in the league. A lot of, atten- of attention is going to be on them. Um, so for me personally, playing with them this year, my goal is everybody knows I can score kind of like, you know, one-on-one and stuff like that. But my, my goal is to really be a, a knockdown shooter to help them with space and then on defense to give them a break because, you know, I want to guard the best player on every team. So that's dope, man. That, that's 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 what my job was. Rise to the occasion, right? Absolutely, man. So that's so you know, um, you just mentioned Eric Gordon's name, right? And he just got an extension, right? So like that second unit, that's just you and him running the nah, show. He, he's starting. We're gonna start him. Oh shit! Starting a small forward. Oh fuck! That's what I'm saying. We're playing small, man. We're playing. It's gonna be Russ, James, Eric, PJ Tucker, and Clint Capella, and then the bench. Uh, I thought he was second unit because, you know what I'm saying, like that's when I saw Right, right, right. He, he used to be a second unit guy, and then uh, they started him last year, and, then, you know, it worked well in his shoot. All right, well, fuck all that. What's he like, man? What's Eric, he, yeah. Eric's a great dude, man. Uh, very, very quiet. Uh, if you haven't met, met him, the, the chances are you probably never will. He's, he's a very, very low-key dude. Doesn't really go out ever. Um, For real? S- small circle. I like his game, man. You yeah, know what I'm no, no. Eric's tough, bro. He's bulldog, man. Yeah, he's an asset to the team, though, right? Absolutely, Eric's big time. Like you okay. know, a lot of guys sign contracts. You're like, man, that's crazy. Like, what he got? Like you know, Eric's worth every penny, bro. He's nice. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, like you know, um, um, Lou Will. Like he was one of my favorite players on Lakers, man. When he went to the Clippers, I was so bummed. And like, we talked to each other on Twitter and shit. He's like, yo, I gotta get a chain. And I'm like, I'll give you a chain if you motherfucking sign back with the Lakers. You know, I'm like, I feel like Lou Will was really worth every single dollar of everything he got. But like. More, he's worth more than what yeah. he getting paid. He's so, he's he's one of the more underpaid players in the NBA. Right. I just wonder about the, what what you thought about Eric Gordon. Like so, like who's the who's the biggest jokester on the team? On the Rockets, man. Um, I mean, honestly, it's probably it's probably James. For real? Yeah, For real? Probably James or myself. I thought I would I would say low key you people don't know how much of a jokester you are. No, I know people, James I, too. I, my 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 humor comes across sometimes as like assholeish. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm very dry. Yeah. Um. When Same. people people have no exactly people have no idea I'm actually kidding. You know I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not a dickhead. I promise. I'm I'm a very low key dude, and that's just kind of my humor. Um. But uh, I say me or James probably are the two guys that joke around probably the most. But also at the same time we're like two of the more serious guys. Too. Like, once it's game time, James really locks in. No, I already know that. Yeah, you know, obviously. Like I said, not, I know James. Not, he, right. he, he brought me out there when um, he launched his Adidas shoe, and uh, I was really honored that he brought me out there and flew me out there. Yeah. Uh, me, Nipsey, and all them. Rest in peace, Nip. Um, yeah, 100%. So, like, you know, um, um, I was going to talk about Washington because I remember I bought tickets to go see a game, and it was already too late because you were, tra- were traded, and I was like, fuck all this. But I know D.C. I know Houston, too, because I've been out of Houston a lot. I got a lot of fam out there, like like homies and stuff. But, like, you know, you're in L.A. for a minute, you know, and you know how it's here. And I know you know it's like in Orlando, but, like, what's it like playing and living in Houston? I love it, bro. It's It's been my favorite place to play. Really? 
of all the teams I've played for in the NBA, the team that I've had the most fun, and I love the Clippers fans. I, you know, uh, I was very appreciative of my times there. But in terms of like the most fun I've had playing basketball, bro, like in front of a crowd, is the Rockets, bro. I love, the fan, I, the fans I love that, our fans, bro. They're that supportive, I, bro. Wow. I love the Rockets fans, bro. I love the Rockets. I mean, shout like, out to all the Rockets fans out there for real, man. I, I love the Rockets fans. I'm talking about just Houston fans in general, though, bro. Like they support. They got a dope ass basketball team, obviously with us. Oh, they got uh, World Series contender. You, team. Know, you got you got a uh, great MLB team. You got a great NFL team. Like, bro, they, it's a very very good sports town, man. And you know we got a great hip hop culture down there. Yeah, and of course. Um, you know it's it's a it's a dope city. They man. got TV Johnny down there, dog. TV Johnny, bro. <laughs> Johnny Day, baby. So hold on. Ice well, but, but my, my question was, <laughs> how was it like living down there, though? Honestly. I like, I love it, bro. I like, it's similar to Florida, where I'm from. I'm from Orlando, Florida, which is very hot, humid, spread out suburb, you know, suburbial town. Nah, like that. that's way more country in fucking in Houston, dog. It's, no, bro, no, not in Orlando. See, when people think of Florida, like you think of Miami. No, no, I know. And bro, remember, Tony Cruz, my bro, bro. You have to go out there, Orlando. Okay, okay, I know. yeah, right, right, right. It's, so Orlando is is not as is. No, don't get it wrong. I'd rather be in Houston than be in Orlando, but. I'm just saying, like, like I'm talking about, bro, like, on a day-to-day, like, you getting up and jumping in a fucking, jumping in a big body in a spaceship and pushing around, like, you feel comfortable? You feel cool driving in Houston? You I'm like good. I'm there? good out there, man. Okay. Yeah, we good out there. Shit, man. That's cool, man. <laughs> um, what's, what's it like to play against your dad on the, you know, the opposite sidelines? I love it. For real? <laughs> okay. I love it. I mean. It's more enjoyable for me than, than playing for him. I mean, like, y'all have, you know jabber out the mouth with each other and talk shit 100 percent, 100 percent. both playing for him and playing against them we did that you know what i mean is the experience playing for him was fun um the media and people around it really kind of did a good job of taking the joy out of it for me um there was there was so much negativity around it that me and my pops were so busy fighting off that we didn't actually get in the time to like enjoy it together it's never been it's, you know it's never been done in the nba before so when it happened, um, people just didn't like it, and uh, we were so busy always defending, we never really got an opportunity to sit back and be like, "This is pretty fucking cool, man." Like this is, you know, and it's so crazy because I look at the culture now, and a shout out to to LeBron James, obviously, and his son. But it's like people are like, "How cool would it be if LeBron got to play against <clears throat> his son or play with his son?" But then you know, you know, and they say the same thing about Zaire Wade and his dad and, and this guy and this guy. It happened with me and my dad, and and people were you know, so filled with hatred about it. It was always bewildering to me, but, you know, it, it was a great experience and I don't take it back. Um, but, you know, now I play basketball and it's stress-free, pressure-free. I don't play for my pops. I play for the Rockets. Now I can just go back to hooping the same thing I've been doing yeah, my whole life. Yeah. And playing against them, bro, is... is uh, I mean, when y'all beat the Clippers, right, did he text message you after anything? Did he say? Nah, nah, nah. He don't want to talk to me when we beat them. He, You know, it's going to be different this year because they actually have title hopes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to get into that in a minute. Right. We're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. But I'm talking about like when y'all be like last year when y'all won, like if you walked over and tapped him on ass, a good game, dad, would he, would he like be like, what the No, fuck? he'd be like, I appreciate it, man. You know, he's been around the game for 37 oh, okay, years. Okay, okay, Yeah, no, he's cool, bro. He ain't like that. Okay. We, we, you know, most times that's with anybody. You know what I mean? When, when, once the game's over, you know, usually guys are like, you know, no, no, not, not, I'd say not immediately when the game's over. Guys are a little hot. You got to let them cool down. But my pops is a coach, so he's, he's a little bit more, you know, Plus he played, man. He played. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, where were you when you found out about Kawhi and George going to the Clippers? I was out here. I was oh, out shit. Here. Yeah, I was out here. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what I could say on here. 
I knew it was going to happen without saying too much. I already knew it was coming before you really? know, the rest of the world was trying to figure out when he was going to go to the Lakers or not. I'm like, going to be real with you. Deep inside, I heard Kawhi was coming to the Lakers, bro. I'm telling you straight right, up. Like When that rumor started, like we had over here, we had no, like, that was not, that was never real to us. Okay. And I say us, I, sh I should say him because I don't fucking no, no, I hear, anything I hear, to do with the Clippers. But like, when did you talk to your dad about he it? He wouldn't tell me anything about it, bro. What? No, I would ask him, like, what are you doing with Kawhi? He's like, ah, I don't know. We don't know yet. He, they kept it very close to the chest because you got to remember who they're dealing with. Yeah. They're dealing with Kawhi. So if anything he's came a, he's out, a weird dude. Yeah, he's, he's a, a very quiet to himself guy. So he's not going to go to an organization who embodies something different than how he rolls. So they kept everything close to the chest. I think the Lakers media so stupid, and man. fans, uh, they, they, they mean well. And they're so passionate. Yeah, But, but all fucking... of that stuff is what pushed Kawhi away because he's not about a lot of those things. No, know. You know what I mean? So I think all the leaks, Kawhi met with so-and-so today. He's probably like, why are y'all telling him? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's yeah. I, I do think that's part of the reasons why Kawhi decided to go to uh, – um, Clippers. The Clippers, and also think he he sees himself as the best or wants to be the best. So I think he wants to. He doesn't want to join the best, even which is LeBron. I think he wants to go against him. I mean, bro, it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm just you know I'm, I'm born and raised here in L.A. Um, was your pop surprised? Did he seem like he was surprised that it happened? Or no, I, I think as soon as they got Paul George, they knew it was a done deal. That was the goal. I think that's why uh, Kawhi was waiting so long. He's waiting for the Clippers to be able to find a great player to go along with him. And once right. they got, once I saw Paul George sign there. Um, then uh, I knew what was uh, what was about to happen next. All right, man. So enough of the West Coast, man. Enough of the Western Conference shit. You know, who do you think's coming out of the Eastern Conference this season? Like, who do you think's um, coming top? I'm going with Philly. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Philly. You don't think um, um, Milwaukee got Milwaukee? Any? Milwaukee's another one. Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd say between Philly and Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, well, 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 Giannis with Giannis on the floor, man, anything is possible. You know, at first I didn't really fuck with dude, you know, and like, and I know it's real racist to be like, and not racist against blacks, racist against Americans to like non-Americans and stuff, whatever. But like, I was like, you know, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing about this dude, man. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna watch five games and pay attention to him. I'm like, this motherfucker's out of his mind, bro. This guy's fucking insane. This guy's like, he's fundamentally sound. He got everything. He's just. He's a beast. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, his length and his skill set is a lot of things he has. You know, you can't teach his athletic ability. You know, his his uh, ability to be able to dribble the ball at that speed. You know, at that length. You know, this guy can get down to the court. In I feel two like seconds. he had a lot of naturally gifted shit too, though. You know what I'm saying? No, that's like, you know, he has stuff like I said. You have stuff you can't teach. You know, yeah. he has he's seven foot uh, with the speed of a guard. You know, these are things that you you just can't. You know, you just don't find man. His his length. He dunks sometimes, and his feet are barely off the ground. I mean, he's just yeah. a freak. he really is a freak. That's why they call him the Greek freak, man. He's a he's a beast. Where were you when you found out that Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers? Uh, I don't know where I was at, but um, actually, I think I was down in Florida. I was with my son. Uh, I was down in Orlando with my family. Um, that was a big deal, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it shook up the West a little bit. Um, it, this is going to be the greatest year. Uh, you know, even with Kawhi and Paul George and everything, right, we're still 2-1 to one favorite to win the NBA Finals. Like, it's crazy with that AD, LeBron, and fucking, it's weird. It's, it's I, don't, I think we're going to do well. I just, man, the chip, I don't know, man, it's tough. You know, it's. Uh, I don't think y'all going in. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think, I, I think we're going in. I think Houston's gonna do their thing. I would never think otherwise. Like, what am I gonna. You shouldn't. You right. shouldn't. I would never think so. But let's just be real. In. Let's just be real. No, we have a real chance, bro. Russell's a fucking animal. And so is, so is fucking Harden. So, is, so are you, Gordon. I mean, damn. 
You know, PJ. Oh, we got dog. PJ's a dog, bro. I just feel like PJ just focus on sneakers too much, man. Nah, but, man. That's you know. Listen, everybody has their thing, right? You know, what I mean, everybody has, you know, uh, you know, you name a player. You know, I would say LeBron, but he has a little bit of everything. He's on like kind of a different level. But everybody has like mine's cars. You know, Ben Simmons likes cars, and, and this guy likes music, and this guy does fashion, and PJ's thing is sneakers and fashion, man. That's his thing. That's his niche. A uh, Russell, another guy, puts a lot into fashion. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you worry, he's worried too much about his outfits. I mean. At the end of the day, when the, when the ball goes up, oh, PJ, no, bro, PJ, listen, PJ plays the, hard the, every the, game. The two worst fights I've got in my life in the NBA, the two worst, well, no, me and Boogie Cousins got into it like where it was like where they had to get up, like we was about to get into it like hands. Me you, and Russell and Will Boys, died. I know, bro, you don't think I know that? I was going to get my gun and shoot that motherfucker, <laughs> man. But Russell and me and got into it and it stopped the game and, and they were talking about it on the television and people didn't know and then the fucking police came and tried to escort me out. I was like, bro, listen. That's my boy, man. That's like, we're fucking homies. Like, we follow, that's, that's the dude, follow me on Instagram. That's my boy. Like, you know, right. it's funny. Russell's a beast. You, he might not even know what the fuck's going on in the game, as, except for the game. Like, he's right, focused right, on right, this right, shit. Right, 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 right. Anyways, man. So, you you were drafted into the lottery. Right. You went to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, right now, they got a lot of young, good players and stuff, right? What's it like being a rookie in, 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 uh, in the N.O.? Uh... Man, a lot of good food, but they got a lot of good food. They got a lot, a lot, a lot of good food, man. There's not much else. <laughs> not a lot of extracurricular activities out there, right? Like, no. I mean, I, I didn't really explore too much in that city, but yeah. One thing I do love is the food is really good there, and uh, bro, I've gained eleven pounds in that city before yeah, in a week. The, 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 you you could definitely get fat quickly there, but uh, the people there are very uh, just like easy going, man. Friendly people. Uh, yeah, you know, very accepting of all cultures, uh, which is kind of nice, man. So uh, after Katrina, I kind of just didn't, I didn't. It just kind of was weird for me. But I, I don't know negative shit. I'm saying, you know. But uh, well, I mean, well, you know, Zion's there. Um, dog, I need your honest opinion, bro. You think he was gonna bust some ass this year? Or you think he's gonna be who? Zion? I mean, the jury's out. I, again, he has things like you know, we talk about Giannis. You know, you talk about skill set and fundamentals aside. He has things that you just can't teach. He has God-given abilities that. That's what I think. Um, are are uh, you know? But he's also what, two, He's like two eighty. You know, Zion has those similar things, um, and he has he's but he the, the speed and the velo- I mean, the, dude, the power this guy can move at with that weight is just not seen. Okay, I think he could have been a superstar in the NFL too. My God, his, in his, the NFL, in what position, bro? Bro, he's two eighty. He's too big, bro. What the fuck are you talking? about? He's gonna be fucking. Yeah, you know how fast that dude is. At that speed, can you imagine him being a linebacker or a tight end going up for a pass? Nobody can jump up there with him. And he's Could be a linebacker, bro. But if he was a tight end, it'd be a it, Gronk would be done. It'd be over. He'd he be, would be an incredible tight end. He's yeah. built for football. I don't know, man. I've seen his hands. If he's graceful, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't. We don't know these things. But I mean, his body is 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 built for baseball. Okay, but well, I mean, like, he's he's the number one pick in the draft. Listen, man, I was a big fan of fucking of uh, of Blake when he was at Oklahoma, right? He was a beast. This motherfucker was just like, it looked like he was playing against little boys, right? Do you think, I'm just asking, just your own, your opinion, right? I don't want nobody right. to get mad, nothing. Just out of your opinion, do you think Zion will make that at least a bigger impact than Blake did when he finally got into the... Well, I mean, I think if he does anything similar to that, that's that, that would be a successful pick, right? If, you, yeah. if, if, if Zion turns out to be a Blake Griffin, would, would they be happy with that? They, I think the answer would be yes, you'd have to be. Who do you think has a better jumper? Well, yeah, well, Blake. Blake's a much better shooter than Zion. 
No, that, that's the. I mean, Zion's just so raw. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he doesn't. He doesn't have those abilities yet. You know, yeah. he's. he's I'm, I'm interested in New Orleans, bro. I'm, but I'm, either you know, you go back and look at rookie tape of Blake. Blake couldn't shoot. You know what I mean? I remember. And and, and Blake put a lot of. Uh, I don't know, bro. I've seen Blake score though. No, 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 no. Now. As a rookie, no, Blake, I'm talking about early on. I remember Blake scoring, you know, like and, no, no, he could score. He was not a good. He was not a great shooter. Never, he never was. And he worked his his ass off, bro, to where he has now become a very reliable shooter, even from three. I mean, last year he shot it super well from three. I mean, five years ago, Blake Griffin was not making shooting and taking threes. Now he's out there shooting four, five, six a game, bro. So this is the thing that Zion will have to work on. You know, True. I mean, that, that's True. part of the process. He's 18 years old. He's not supposed to have everything in his game right now. He's supposed to have missing links. He's, but his athletic ability, his talent alone, Can I stop is you worth though? the number one pick. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not being biased. Stop this. I don't care. You know I own NBA championship rings with the Lakers. Kobe wasn't missing things at 18, bro. He was, he was He was missing things. I mean, bro, he was busting the ass out the jam, though. He was he was really busting pro. Nah, bro. Kobe averaged seven points a game his rookie year, bro. Okay, bro. I'm talking about when he got his, he got his groove real quick. Yeah, you did. That's, I mean, but Kobe's best skill. Was his work ethic, bro? That that's his best. Everybody talks about everything else. His best skill was his work ethic. He was he was he went from averaging like seven points a game his rookie year to like doubling it yeah. by his second year. You know, by his third year, he was an NBA All Star, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, he, he was Busted a problem. Yeah. Ass. I think he might have been his second year. He might have been an All Star. I don't know for sure, but I think it was he, his second year. Yeah, because he played Jordan in the All Star game, and, yeah, I think and they pulled him out because he was getting crazy. He was going so. Okay. Anyways, man, on some other shit. Um. Did you think Kevin Durant was going to leave the Warriors? I did. I, I knew it was, I think everybody saw it was time. Yeah, I knew too, but it was just, just a random question, man. All right, man, so, you know, besides the Rockets, man, what teams in the West are you looking out for? Like, you know, who you are, who's on your, like, okay, well, we, we got to be careful with these cats, like. Uh, well, I think the, the Warriors are still going to be an amazing team. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they won a championship, you know, before, obviously, Kevin Durant got there. And even though Kevin Durant's the best offensive player in the NBA, I think he's the best fucking player in the NBA. He's you crazy. can make that you can make that case too, because defensively yeah. he's a. I, I have no problem if someone came up to me and was like LeBron James, the best player in the NBA. I'd be like, okay, yeah, because he's been no. he he had I would Ben agree. no Ben. LeBron James has been the best player in the NBA for the past God knows how long 10, 12 years. I don't even know how long it's been. Did you just say 10, 12 years? Ten years. Yes, he's been he's been the league since what two thousand three. So I'd give him since two thousand ten and on. He's been the best player. 2009, 2008, and on, he's been the best player in the NBA. Yes, he has. That's that's a fact, bro. He's been the best player in the NBA for the past nine to ten years. That's, that's undeniable. So you're saying in 2005, 2006, 2007. I said for the past ten years. It's 2019, okay. man. Okay, so in 2009, when we won the chip, he's better than Kobe. Y'all won the chip in 2008 and 2010. I just said from 2010 and on, and you can make the argument, even in those years, LeBron James was still the bro. best player. We went back-to-back, back, fam. No, you didn't oh, win back-to-back. Yes, we did. No, you did not. Yes, we did, bro. We lost 08 against the fucking Boston Celtics. Yes, 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 yes. And we then won, you won. We won 2008, won, 2009, yeah. 2010. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. Yes. So 2009, you try to tell me, bro. I know every Lakers stat. No, 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 no I got there. confused. I got confused. Okay. Right, you go try to tell me that he was better than... than... Come, bro. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to talk about basketball. No, no, no. I'm not there. saying he's, he's – I, I mean, you can – what I'm saying is you can make the argument that, yes, he was better. I think both sides. You could say Kobe was better at that time. Kobe didn't win an MVP during those years. I think the other guy who won MVP was – Let's just end It might have been LeBron. I think Who's, he might have. Fuck. You, you, you know I don't like LeBron, right? You know it's like publicly known. I, yeah, I don't know why. I've got, I've got an email from For the front office. For you being such a Lakers fanboy, he's your best player on your team. <sighs> my God. We'll get into that later. Um – 
I was not going to talk about basketball no more, but we're going to ask one more last question about basketball. Um, you know, um, I'm in the new NBA 2K20, and uh, a lot of people are hating. They're pissed. They're mad. I, I, I've seen big celebrities post their shit. I've seen other people who are, like, very relevant in basketball. You know, I'm an old dude. I'm a jeweler, entrepreneur. Um, a lot of people didn't know I played college basketball. But, like, people see me in the game, and they're hating, and they're talking shit, right? And, like, you know me. You ain't seen me play ball, but, like, and I ain't played in 10 years. What do you think my rating should be? I mean, based off. Just whatever. Just Here's the thing about this rating system. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, oh, because is Ronnie, it, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, fucking, like, because the rating system is, is first off, it's very, I, and I fuck with Ronnie. Um, I, I love 2K, who doesn't? That's the only game I actually play. I play pretty much, yeah, that's it's the only, only game I play too. But it's the only game I play. <laughs> no, I play Madden 2K. too, my bad. I play a little Madden. Uh, but their rating system is, is just not, it's just, it's just not realistic. And it's not their fault. It never can be. They could do the best Hold of their on. capabilities, in, but like they're it's always, not realistic. Why? Because they're always going to miss by a couple points, and like they'll rate this guy in, in, in ninety when you know, and then this guy eighty-seven when, like in reality, the guy that's eighty-seven is a better player than ninety. It's just like depending on the name and depending on the team, the situation, and you know, you have guys. Put it this way, Ben. Point blank, period. The guys who are making the ratings are guys who never played the game of basketball. Before. That's what I, that's what my problem. Okay, is. so so they don't listen. They do a great job. Ronnie, I'm sorry. They do a great job. Ronnie and them really do. It's the do. I mean, it's it's taken over video games. Everyone plays two K. Yeah, two K is. One of the most amazing games out there on the market. I'm not just saying Have this because I'm a basketball graphics? guy. Yeah, that's my point. It's amazing. Did you see what I look like on there? That's just crazy. They no, made yeah, me look 20 look, years you look, younger. Yeah, you look great. You look great. And, but you so, know, the ratings are always going to be a little bit off. So when, when I went to when I went to Vegas, they shot me to do the 3D the right, whole right, thing. Right, 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 right. When I went out there to get scanned, just randomly, it was at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Okay, whatever. I decided to walk over to get a sandwich, and who's getting a sandwich? Just, just take. I mean, you couldn't even guess if you tried. Okay. One of my favorite players, an amazing player, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, just happened to be with his wife getting a sandwich. So I'm like, wow, what the fuck are you doing here, boo? I said, what are you doing here? Oh, man, I just did NBA 2K, you know, I'm, uh, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, what's your rating? I was like, oh, I don't know yet. And I was like, what was your rating? And he goes, my rating was like an 80. And I was like, what? Like, Big Shot Bob, bro? And he's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, and it's cool. And he wasn't tripping. He wasn't, like, mad about it that, like, you know, someone else was hired. But this dude was a game winner. Right. Right. That's why I'm asking, like, you know, like, okay. But mine's 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 a seventy-eight, bro. Mine's a seventy-eight. Okay, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, well, first off, I don't care. No, no, stop that. I really don't, Ben. Okay. Any NBA player who really cares about their NBA rate, the only thing like Bro, like, you like, better stop. Motherfuckers care, dude. They say they care, but they 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 care to the extent of them just having an ego and seeing a pl another player rated higher than them. Nah, it's not dog, like it actually burns deep them, in their soul. I won't say names. I've seen dudes get at Ronnie and be like, yo, bro, what the fuck? Like, so, uh, well, I have too. Not okay. Ronnie, but I've got a Max Staffer, Stauffer. Yeah, Stauffer. But, yeah. But I, got a, is, I got a Mike, but in a friendly if way. But, if they didn't care, they would, deep inside, someone would kind of like, yo, dude, how the fuck is he a 99 and I'm like a, you know, an 84? Like, people care. No, no, no. We all care because we're all competitors and we're all athletes. But I'm saying to the point to where it actually bothers us, I, I, I just couldn't see how a video game could possibly do that because it, you, you know... Again, they do a great job making it, but the guys only know so much about basketball who are doing the ratings anyway. Right. So they're going to do the best of their capabilities. You know, they're going to hit or miss on some, but you can't take it personal. I, my rating was a 78, then it was a 76, then it'll go up to a 79. It all, it all is relative to how you play. It, you know what's crazy is no guy should care what their rating is before the season. Care about what it's after the season. True. Who cares what it is? If you play well, your rating will go up, right? Yeah. So whatever you think you're worth, go be it. Right. 
So I, I'm not going to complain about my 78, 76, whatever rating what it was, is. Do you know what, what, what your three-point rating was? Do you know? Bro, I don't I don't care. Bro, okay, I don't know about go. any of this stuff. But I really don't. Okay, so. With that being said, celebrity ratings are going to be scaled different. It has to be amongst you guys because you can't be right. compared to NBA players. Otherwise, your rating should be like a 30. Right. So, like, it has to be. But what about Lethal Shooter? I mean, he's a fucking amazing basketball coach. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a. Bro, Lethal Shooter's rating compared to us would be like a 40. Bro, he, put, think, he thinks in his caption he put, I should, and he tagged Ronnie. He goes, Ronnie, you know I should be a 99. For what? <laughs> I'm sorry, for three pointers. Bro, there's a lot different from, I, I don't know who he is. You, know, I, I know you don't he, know who Lethal Shooter is? No, I know he's a, he's a sh shooting coach. Yeah. I don't know him personally. He's really good, though. I don't know what that means. I, I'm not going to go at Lethal Shooter. I, I, I have nothing against Lethal Shooter. I mean, I, right. I, he's a good trainer. He's a great shooter, I'm sure. His name's Lethal Shooter. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know what you want me to tell you right now, but there's a lot of trainers who could shoot in an open gym. There's a lot of players, celebrities. Oh, yeah, when there's fucking a crowd, there's people in your face, yeah, there's this. I not know. only that, when there's someone guarding you in a movie. But we're talking about the NBA here. We're not talking about... There's he a reason why these guys are trainers, and, and then there's a reason bro, why the guys he are played in the league, though. Didn't he who? Play? Lethal Shooter. Didn't he play a couple... Did he play like two seasons? Bro, where are you getting... That, I, where? When? Okay, I don't know. I thought he played a couple seasons. My bad. Man, listen, I don't know. No. no look, look. Who do you think is the best motherfucking NBA shooter today, right now? Steph Curry. What are you talking about? It's not a debate. Nobody argues that. It's not even up for debate. It hasn't been for the past five, six years, and it's not going to be. I've heard some debates, man. Who? Kevin Durant, bro. I'm being real with you, man. Stephen Curry is the best shooter in the NBA. Point blank, period. It's done. Conversation is over with. You've guarded him many times. It's over with. Have you ever had your hand in his face and just be like, boom, and just he, he just busted a shot? He's not the hardest player to guard at the NBA. But he has the best right. jump shot. The hardest player to guard in the NBA is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the, is, the, is the best offensive player, in my opinion, to ever touch a basketball. Damn. Damn. Let's get into some fun shit, man. And this is something I've been wanting to ask since, since the start. But, you know, these people, the fans, the followers are like, yo, let's talk about this NBA shit. And, then, uh, you know, um, a lot of people don't know how. No, I mean, real. Listen, right. when me and you talk and we have the polo lounge getting lunch and everything, right? You're super articulate. And you like, me and you have a lot of similar holobobbies. Right, right, right. And I think when I've heard you talk other times, kind of people are like, ask you bullshit ass Mickey Mouse questions so they don't get like you to get you to you right. know, talk about we were talking no, I'm about open, I told you I'm open to talk about anything man but we're talking about some dope shit so you know going now to, to the favorite part you know what I'm saying the car shit right and um, when I heard you on Mike Rapport's podcast I was like oh he understand what's going on and right. I already been in the game you know what I'm saying right, right, like, and everything right. so like why don't you tell the people if, if you're comfortable why don't you tell people what's, what's in your stable right now uh, right now I have a 488 Pista um, I have an F12 TDF um, Hold on. For you guys that don't know, the F12 TDF Ferrari is a super, super limited edition rare car. Um, some people say there's only 700 made in the world. Some people say 900. It's I don't know the ex ex right. official number, but this car is very fast. It is very dangerous. It is just uncontrollably fast. Yeah. And crazy. What else? Uh, Final Nine GTO. Oh my God! I forgot. Congrats. Hey. Congrats on that. Thank that's, you, bro. Thank that's you. That's like Appreciate finding, it. you know, the Holy Grail. You got a 599 GTO, which is the car before the T F12 yeah, TDF. The predecessor, man. Yeah, it was it, a predecessor. It was, it was indeed. And it was that it got the GTO badge, which had a lot of controversy at the time. But yeah. Going 10, 12 years from now, man, that, that car is going to be the one. Mind that, uh, you, um, a lot of you people have to understand, you may think that Austin Rivers, because he has an NBA contract, there's money, and that's true to a certain extent, but there are billionaires. There are people who are much more wealthier than me and him combined. 
more wealthy than a lot of NBA players and you're not going to get these cars. It's really a right. difficult thing. It's it's they make it. It's a it like I said before in um I think episode 2 or 3, it's like a lottery system. It's a it's a loyalty system and and Austin has gotten into the I would say the the secret fraternity of Ferrari now and a couple other things. He's been very smart. I, I can't think of, and I interact with a lot of different NBA players from not just jewelry or whatever. Austin has gotten to a point and a level at his taste level. He understands the game now. He's not just going out there and be like, yo man, I'm about to get that motherfucking do a Ventador S and like, cause the doors go up and whatever. And just right, 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 right. Go take hundred thousand dollar loss over. We but, call that, we call that NBA rich, man. But <laughs> no, for real though. Cause you know, people don't know better. No, seriously. Like this is a topic I try to tell guys like in the league, they don't understand, especially if they're not into cars, they're not going to understand, but like NFL, NBA, baseball players will get money and they'll, you know, they'll go buy the newest Lamborghini or the newest Ferrari, not understanding about the tracks version you know, limited track edition, spec, yeah. track spec, limited edition cars. They don't understand. They make them every four or five years. They only make a limited amount of them. You know, the the, the cars that came out before us. Um, what, okay, I'm sorry. Is there anything else in the stable you ain't mentioned yet? Uh, I have an H1 Hummer. H1 Hummer. Uh, sitting on 30s. Sitting on 30s. Yeah, 40s. No, no, they're they're still the tires still thick, man. The cars oh, raised okay. up. Okay. Cars, it's a, it's what I mean. It's like a monster, but the cars. Trust me, I know. Uh, oh, and you got that black badge. You got that. Um, the, I'm saving. I'm saving the. Uh, no, no. I got the uh, WO edition Mulsanne. Yeah. That's a daily car. And then I have a. Um, I have a. Uh, um, Specialia Perta on the way. Oh, you you got it. I'm getting one. Yeah. No, Silver but are one. you sure? Positive. That that and the Carrera GT will be my two next cars. Carrera GT is real nice. You know, I'm I'm actually thinking about it, but like. I got fucking SF90 coming. I'm probably going to do a tribute though. I'm going to like do a couple other things. I got, you know, the Pista. Um, I, I love that. You know, by the way, too, one thing that we haven't done is you see I get on these rides and we get out and we get silly. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, have you ever been on the track before? Uh, I've not been on the track. I've never been on the track. Um, is it I don't even know contract? Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's a con I was going to say, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that type of stuff. Although that's safer than going fast in the streets. <laughs> it's a different feeling though. Right. When, when, when you're hitting like 165 on the speedway and you have no one else to worry about, especially like we could do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. If you, could get, if you can do it, we should go do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, um, what is your holy grail? Like as far as cars go? LaFerrari. Yeah. It's holy grail, bro. A Perto and, too. You know, it's <laughs> like I could do, yeah, in a while. The Perto is like, that's Ten nuts. No. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. But, uh, you know, you could... I want to be able to do it and not feel bad about doing it. Yeah. And that's, I'm not there yet, obviously, financially, to be able to, I like... I mean, financially, you could get rid of everything and just have the Bentley and no, have that. No, I could buy a LaFerrari. I mean, I could buy a LaFerrari, bro. I right. mean, we know what it is. But it's just, like, I'm talking about where I find, where I buy something like that and I don't feel guilty about it. I want to I want to continue to work in my life uh, to where, down the line, I want to be able to buy that and, and uh, be okay with it. You know, be like, hey, I don't really... It doesn't bother me too much. To where, like... I mean, I'm 27 years old. I just have too much things going on in my life right now. Just tie up three, four million dollars in a car. That's just not ideal. That's just. I mean, <laughs> that's like, fucking okay. insane. If it came down to the man, fact that's that that's a mansion in Houston, by the way, bro, man, that's a mansion in certain areas. Yeah, no, get wrong. I mean, trust me, my crib costs more than a lot for I, but still, I get you. So, right. <laughs> so like, so like, let's let's say now, okay, slight flex. Someone um decides to say, hey, Austin, I fuck with you. You my G, all right? I'm gonna give you a motherfucking new Chiron, new Bugatti Chiron. I'm going to give you a fucking Pagani, fucking Herrera, you know, Herrera, or I'm going to give you a LaFerrari. Like LaFerrari. No it's doubt not it. even a question. There's nothing on the planet that I'd take over okay. a LaFerrari, especially an Aperta. 
A lot for aperta, I'm taking that over everything. Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about no, not the aperta. Just but, the regular coupe. Yeah. I'm taking and the, the regular Bugatti, coupe. And the Bugatti, they're giving you all the the, the limited edition luggage inside of it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if it's fully exposed carbon. Bright blue, bright red. I don't, I don't, bro. I'm taking a lot Ferrari. First off, I'm a Ferrari guy. Second, dog. second, to, yeah, we already red, know what that red is. Red Key Kang, dog. Red Key uh, Gang. Second to them would be Porsche. Shout out to my man Amir, man. Shout out to my man Amir. Yeah, shout out to and Philip. Shout and Philip, yo, Phil. Shout out to Phil and Amir. That's my man. dog. The two, two best salesmen out there, bro. So good, man. Beverly Hills Ferrari. Um, when your son turns 16, what do you want to get him at his first car? I'm going to do something similar to what my, my father did to me. I, I was very fortunate. Obviously, as people know, to have someone who could buy me a car, like my parents could. Uh, my dad said I could get any American-made car if I got a D1 scholarship. Um, American-made. I mean, bro, they got fucking Hellcats, bro. It's the most dangerous yeah, I mean, car in the within, world. Yeah, I mean, within reason. That's I mean, just I, I would never let, I wouldn't even let a 25-year-old drive that car. It's right, like, I mean, I, they didn't, I, 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 I went But you can get like a Cherokee SRT. Right, right, right. right. I couldn't, cool get, like no, yeah, I, could, I, got, I, had a, I ended up getting a Challenger. Oh, I had nice. a Challenger, I think it was an RT. I wouldn't get nice. like a Hellcat or anything like that. My, right. my father wouldn't let that go now. But within reason, I could get any uh, American-made car. So that's what you want to do for your son? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not get gonna him, like be, a Jeep or something. I'm not gonna let him drive a Mercedes or a Range Rover in high school. It's just, it's just not. I don't, I don't like. I know you're young. I got 20 years on you, right? My wife thinks if I get my son an M3 or M5, I'm the stupidest person in the world. As his first car? Yeah, she thinks I'm crazy. Unless he earns it. Whether it's academically or sports-wise, I just want my son to just have the best, man. It's weird, but. I, and so am I, bro. Like I'm already yeah. spoiling the shit out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm even, you like, you know, my baby mother is, is always telling me, you know, like, yo, you gotta. She's so level-headed, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? Yo, yeah. dude. She's amazing, man. She's she's. Uh, that's why I love her. She, I love her too. She, she's uh, amazing. Yeah. She's she's a great person. Speaking of which, um, like. When you had your, your your baby, and we even talk about this, and I, like one of the things I talk about often is, even today I did ATT commercial, and they said, "What was your biggest, like your biggest accomplishment, your biggest success? Like what was the biggest thing in your career that was related to Los Angeles?" And I said, "The birth of my first son, that changed my life and everything, right. life reset and everything. Like how, like how's it being a dad?" Um, it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to my life. You know you. Uh, it doesn't really change for you until the baby's actually out because mm -hmm. you don't have to carry it. So even when it's, you know, when you're, they have to deal with everything. No, of course, you know they go mean? through hell. So, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I'm having a kid. You know, things are changing, but things don't change until like you have it and your your schedule. You know, if I want to go here, you can't really go there. You know, everything has to be based around No, him. real talk. Um, so that was an adjustment. But overall, uh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, man. Uh, you, like, you know, you can't explain the love you have for a kid to love something more than your actual self. You know, it's not about you no more. It's about it's, them. It really is not, you know. And um, every day, every 10, 20 minutes, I start thinking about him. Um, no, nah, man. God bless you, man. Congrats yeah, on thank that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, he's he's my everything, bro. So to end end the show out, um, it's just something that uh, has been on my mind, and it's a uh, I'm an avid gun owner, and it, and it just drives me crazy that these fucking idiots are out here shooting up things and whatever, and just you know, it's like it's the AR-15. It's it's always these fully assault rifles and i don't own any fully automatics and everything but like um i'm just out of curiosity just me being nosy like do you own any guns i don't you i don't? don't i don't i don't own any guns man you just um, never got into it i was into it and i uh i actually did own a couple right. i used to um you and i got rid of this i had a kid oh nice nice when i had a kid basically i just had to go 17 times and do a look with my profession what i do for a living right. even though i have personal security 
I had to be extra extra careful. But it's crazy that the the carry laws in Texas is nuts. You can go. Oh man! You're good. First off, you can't have no like. I, I tell my friends when they're down there, like if you have road rage or anything, you leave that shit at the door because everybody's yeah. carrying so, everyone. So you just don't, never want to like you know you bump on shoulders with somebody. Just let it go because people in Texas will, will. You just you just don't know. But uh, t- listen, actually, this is a. Uh, I'm glad you asked me this question um, because this is becoming a very serious issue. And as parents, like with our kids going into middle school and this, these are these ages, you've seen these kids do this at, it's, it's so worrisome. It's so dumb to me um, that we're at where we're at. Yeah. Um, where kids can have access and going to a, a you know, a sporting goods store and, and buy an AR-15 and, um, it, it, it's just mind boggling. Uh, if you think of that concept, um, even know, just the fact that kids it, can get it's, drugs, it's, it's, it's harder for a kid to get a fucking pack of cigarettes, uh, or, uh, or a beer than yeah. it is for a kid to get an AR-15. Especially in Los Angeles. It is fucking tough to get a pack of cigarettes and some liquor in LA. It's crazy. But yeah, you can go and get a fucking gun and, and, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, man. I, I was, there was just something that was on my mind. No, man. I mean, you, you think about it, bro. You, there's, there's no reason for As somebody parent, to have you know? a, an automatic gun. I, there, there's no nah, reason. There's no reason. You no don't reason. hunt with them. You can't hunt with them. Nobody no. hunts with AR 15s or M 16s. Uh, you, you don't need something like that for protection. All you need is a handgun. Okay. So the, the, the AR 15, the, the, the semi automatic rifles, these guns need to be banned straight up, bro. This, this, there was a, there was a shooting in New Zealand. It happened one time. One time, they banned it immediately. This happened recently, like last summer. There was a shooting in New Zealand. Somebody did like one of those little mass, you know, a mass right. shooting. Have you ever been to Auckland before? I've been to New Zealand. No, never been there. Beautiful. But they banned semi-automatic rifle guns. And their whole point was hunting, go grab a rifle, a normal rifle. If you want a handgun for protection for your home, go grab a handgun. That's grab fine. a shotgun. We're talking go, about go, the go, best go, home yeah, protection. Go do whatever you want. But the semi-automatic guns... All that, the mass shootings, it's fully autos. The, well, that's the only way you could do it. You can't have a mass shooting with a pistol. It's just crazy, man. I don't know. But anyways, it was, so, just, it was so, just... If someone went to a mall with a pistol and tried to do a mass shooting, someone would yeah. tackle them. Yeah, no, for sure. But when you're spraying 70 to 80 bullets, you know, a second or whatever those things do... It was just on my mind, because, I, I, and I'm glad you feel that vest. way. I'm glad you feel that way. Um, Listen, before I say goodbye to you, man, is there any, any shout-outs you want to have? You know what I'm saying? Is there any... Anyone you want to shout out? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my family. Shout out to the the Rockets fan base. Shout out to uh, uh, you know all the people listening. Um, How do people find you on social media? Oh my my Instagram is Austin J Rivers, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's the only thing I'm trying to plug right now. Be on the lookout. I'm tr- doing some things. Uh, I got a podcast too going off with nice. Uninterrupted. Uh, nice. Your favorite LeBron's. Uh, I'm not fucking with them dudes. I don't understand the hatred behind we'll the LeBron thing. We'll get into that thing. another time off camera. How crazy, dude. <laughs> one of my best friends is dating fucking Rich Paul, so that's even worse. I just like, oh, I can't get a rated dude, man. It's just, it's crazy. But yo, man, you know, in fact, you know what? Uh, before we get out of here, it's crazy. Me and Austin have been talking about doing a show for a long time, and we have a great chemistry, and uh, we will get that. It's just both of us are busy. We got shit going on. We're going to get that going. And um, yeah, We're trying to do something with the, you know. With the cars and everything. Yeah. Right? We'll, we'll get too much with detail. The cars, man. Hey, listen, we Austin, need some man. watches too, bro. That I, too. I, 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 you know, I like watches and stuff like that. I just get scared about giving too much game about it because you now, don't want like, everybody everyone, doing it, right, bro? Like, listen, man. Like, paddocks have almost been single-handed. Bro, I bought. A, I sold my boys 
hulks for like six grand, fucking regular sub dates for like, you know, five, six Gs. And now the hulks are like 17, 18. The fucking submariners are nine, 10 grand. You can't get them anywhere. And like, I hate that I told people certain things and now it's saturated. Never in the history of Rolex, in the history of its, of its entire existence, are they where they are right now? Right. You just can't get Rolex. Like David Lee, Fire Collector David Lee, he owns three Rolex dealerships. Bro, his cases are empty. They're fucking being so hard on people and they don't give a fuck. They don't want no discounts anymore. You just better get 25 off here and there. There's no more deals. Paddock, forget about it. They're out the door. They're just on some whole other shit. And like, I'd like to discuss the climate of that as well. And that'd be cool, man. Cars and watches, man. That'd be some some dope shit. But me and you share a lot of interest in everything. And you know? right, no, I mean we're, we we both obviously are obviously basketball and hip hop go hand in hand. So I'm I'm heavy into that. Obviously, we know you're you're in the hip hop culture. Everybody knows yeah. that. Um, you know, jewelry, watches, cars. I'm not a big jewelry guy. You never see me like I'm not really big into buying diamonds and stuff like that. Bro, tell the people. I've known you for a few years. Have I ever? like pressured you into buying something from me. I you never have. Yeah. The only thing I told you I'd ever spend money on is a ring. Yeah. Um and you know I'm just saying like people don't realize like bro, I don't have the time as it is, man. Like I literally turn down jobs on a regular basis, but I really appreciate you supporting me, no, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you're doing your Thank thing. Thank you for coming here. down, bro. Always, always, always. Thank you for Yo, having me. Yo, that's a, that's a that's a wrap for Austin and uh I'll do the intro in a little bit. Yo, Miles, my guy, man. Throw on one of them Lakey beats and let's get out of here. <laughs> Something about that Lakey, like his music, it just it just makes me feel good, man. It puts me at ease. Um, we gonna probably get into. I'm gonna have him do some more darker beats, you know what I'm saying, and get into some little more gangster shit and once in a while. And I'm, but uh, his music puts me in a good mood, and it's just it's just funky, it's jazzy, you know. So we're back. Uh, what else, man? Yo, man, the Dodgers won the division, so you know I'm hyped. Uh, I'm not. I don't really go to too many games during the season. The Dodgers just got fucking. 100 goddamn games. Um, it looks like it's going to be us against the Yankees and Astros for the chip. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely want that revenge against the Astros because uh, fuck Verlander. And uh, I, I'm refusing to let this shit be a Buffalo Bill situation with us. But yo, a Yankees motherfucking Dodgers World Series would be f just so lit. It'd be crazy as fuck. Um, tickets would be $300,000 but no, seriously, they'd be like three, four times the price of just higher because it's L.A. versus New York and just crazy. But then, damn, my boy Nick Totoro, he, he, I got to hear him go crazy and just fuck, man. Shit. Antonio Brown, A.B., man. I feel like he can't catch a break. I don't know, man. You know what? Uh, I hope the I hope this shit is not true. I can't wish that shit on nobody. And, and, and if it isn't, fuck, man, he's just he's pretty much done for the for the season. Um I don't think the NFL let it play. I don't know what's going to happen. This shit sounds crazy. It's three accusations. Like, this shit is just, man, he just, god damn, you want to talk about some bad news. Um, I just got, I got a feeling the dude wasn't going to make it to the season before this even happened, you know? And I just, I don't know, man. On some better news, the Snickers chain. Snickers chain, man, it's making its rounds. That's what it's doing. 
And Snickers chain, by the way, went to its first hungriest player of the week, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. He's a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, he's dope, man. He did a little shout-out post on Instagram and on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? He shouted me out. Put hashtag Ben Baller to the chain. That's fucking super dope. This is You want to talk about promotion and publicity? This is crazy. And we got 13 weeks left and 13 players left. This campaign is such a blessing, man. It's, it's super dope. And I just love that I, I chose the right um, brand to, to partner with. Um, some NFL cat, he, he rocked a full diamond grill during the game under his, like his, wearing his helmet, you can see it through his face mask. And it's a, the Bleach Report said it was a VVS grill designed or made by Johnny Dang. And I'm like, all right, no, it's cool. I mean, it looked like a basic grill, but I could honestly tell you that definitely wasn't a VVS grill. VVS diamonds, I highly doubt. And uh, I'm sorry, I super highly doubt I'd be willing to bet money that Johnny has never probably used, well, I know he hasn't used VVS's really. It's just not his thing. I don't give a fuck what. But he's probably used VS Clarity Diamonds, not VVS. Just VS Clarity Diamonds maybe 10, 15 times in his entire career. Mind you, this man has made maybe a 1,000 grills. And I'm talking about maybe 10. Maybe. Maybe. He's used VVS Diamonds. VS. 10 times maybe. Let alone. I can't imagine this guy actually buying a partial of VVS Diamonds. So it's just fucking stupid to say. But whatever, you know, it's cool. Um, even if the client had the money and asked for it, he didn't get it from Johnny. He didn't just, it's just, just, unless you understand the jewelry game, you just would just, no, he just didn't. And then obviously there's fucking OBJ was rocking the RM, rocking the Mitchell Mill during the game. And, you know, cool. I don't know, I guess whatever, you know, but like they got blown out. Like they got fucking, they got ran, you know? So it's like, it's fucking stupid. Like, you know, I don't know. Anyways, man, I'm just excited to see what my Hawks do. Um, I'm off to Sacramento later today to handle some cannabis biz. And um, I'm about to get into the flower game. Yep, you heard that right. Ben Baller did the strain. Uh, Sack is really chill. You know, it's like a quiet ass. Just Sack is hella country in a way. It feels like a country. It's just like not even suburban. It just feels like middle America. It's just super chill though, you know. Um, but... One of the best parts about a lot of my trips this year is that I've flown out of Burbank Airport a lot. And let me tell you, LAX is super fucked up right now. Like, right now, don't even, it's like just a fucking nightmare. I dread going to LAX since a few months ago. They're doing a construction right now for some new like monorail or some kind of bridge or some shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And they're doing construction for the next few years. So good luck if you go into fucking LAX. Um... I've even taken a flight from Burbank to SF just so I could then catch a direct flight from SF to Asia just to avoid LAX. That's how fucked up it is, all right? Um, a couple months ago, me and my wife, we were flying to London and uh, we got to LAX at 1 p.m. Our flight was at 4 p.m., all right? We're flying first class. We're both TSA pre-check and... I had no idea, but it was the day they began construction and they closed down Terminal 3 and Terminal 4, they closed down two parking terminals. They're like, within the hour that we got there, I forgot, maybe two hours, right? So I was like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I literally did one full revolution around LAX and it took 45 minutes just to do that. Now you already know 
how much I hate traffic, especially for the, anyone who follow me, you know, that's the shit that I lose it on. That's why I get my anxiety. That's why I get shook. That's why I get stomach. That's where I think, I don't know, that's, it just fucks me up when I sit in traffic, you know? So I began to panic. And again, we got there three hours. I was, we were physically on LAX property at Terminal 1 where Southwest is three hours prior to our fucking flight. And we almost missed our flight, okay? So, you know, I start panicking. I start tripping. And I thought about leaving our car right on the side of this one, like, weird, like, kind of like a pull-up lot. It was, like, where the lot was closed. It was, like, a little outside lot. And I was like, fuck this. I'm about to just leave my car here. And just something about me was like, you know what? Like, it was that important. Like, fuck the car. You know, a couple hundred dollars and getting towed. Like, I'm not really tripping. So I said, let me just triple check. So I hit my boy up who works for Homeland Security. And he's like, nah, bro, you can't do that shit. That's like a terrorist act and you can fuck around and get arrested or some shit. You know, like, I mean, it'd just be way more drama and you can't abandon a car at an international airport. So anyways, man, after like, I don't know, it was like literally two hours. I finally, mind you, if you know where Terminal 3, if we know Terminal, um, Tom Bradley Terminal is, I finally find a parking space on the top floor of Terminal 6, okay? So... Me and my wife, with four fucking big-ass Ramoas, run to Tom Bradley. We ran to our terminal and just barely made it in time. Like, fuck that. I just, man, nah, fuck that. Like, I love Burbank, you know. Um, on the whole other spectrum, I had a flight out of Burbank, and I was, I was chilling at home, and my wife was like, hey, man, you know, I was, like, super relaxed, chilling. I was already packed and everything. And my wife was like, hey, babe, uh, what time is your flight at today? And I was like, oh, no, it's like some like 11 o'clock or some shit. You know, so I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm about to leave in a little bit. Don't trip. And I checked my ticket and um, the flight was actually at 9.50, okay? And I look at my watch and it's 9.25, all right? And I freaked out because I couldn't miss this flight. Like, it, it was a fucking important meeting. So I jumped in my car at 9.27 and I got to Burbank Airport at 9.38. I was fucking flying. In fact, I was documenting this shit on my stories. I was driving crazy, right? I valet parked my car. That's another thing too. They got valet parking, but like that fake valet parking where dude drive. I don't want to do drive my car around the fucking around fucking LAX, you know, and like follow me and whatever. And the other fucking short term parking bullshit with a shuttle, like that shit's all for the fucking birds. You know what I'm saying? Like I should have just Ubered, but it was just a fucking nightmare. So at Burbank, you know, I valeted my my car. I ran to the gate. And I got to the plane at 9.45. I made the plane. Someone was like, yo, man, we heard your name being called. You know, I guess people knew or whatever. They're like, oh, we heard him saying uh, Ben Yang, paging Ben Yang, because I'd already checked it and everything, right? And uh, the plane was like not even full. It was like semi-full. Like it was, it was, there was like maybe like 30 or 40 seats open. And had the flight been full, I'd have been good. Like I'd have been super good. But because it was like, you know, it was whatever. It was, and plus now they got this new thing where um, they're uh, – they're boarding, you know, a little earlier and they're closing the gate of the plane like 15 minutes or some shit. They won't let you run your plane no more. It's just fucking, I don't know, man, it's bullshit. But bottom line is you couldn't do that nowhere, not one airport anywhere in the fucking world except Burbank. I love Burbank Airport. I wish they had more flights. Listen, man, if I fly to New York, I'll leave and sacrifice going first class. I'll just buy three seats instead of having, you know what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll fly JetBlue on the red eye. And uh, I'll buy three seats and just just for the convenience, it's just so fucking good. This, they got a direct, you know, five-hour flight to, to to New York. And it's just like, shout out to the uh, to the Asian homie that works at, um, I don't know his name, man, but Asian homie that works at Guy Fieri Grill. 
he's dope, man. He's always takes care of me. They got the most lit fries there and they got good house breakfast sandwiches and everything. And uh, also, uh, I don't know her name is, the white girl that works at the bar. She's lit. I see her every single fucking week because I'm on a plane every week. Um, in fact, today will be my 73rd flight this year. And then uh, tomorrow's my fucking 74th. And it's just like, then I come home. It's just This is just crazy. I'm going to fucking really do almost 100 flights this year. It's just fucking nuts. Uh, what else? Um, next week, I'm off to Vegas for my boy Paul. Uh, some of y'all know him as Blue Whiskey. Now he changed his name to Popcorn Player. You know what, bro? I tell you the truth. I've known Paul a long time and most of his adult life. He's fucking stupid because he, he, what the fuck? I don't know why the Popcorn Player, like, bro, I might smack the shit out of him. Just every time I think of that name, it's so fucking dumb. I don't know what the fuck happened to Blue Whiskey name anyways, but Paul's one of my best friends and uh, he's getting married. And uh, <laughs> I don't think he's ready. I know he'll get mad and I'm sure his fiance, who I love, uh, be pissed. But man, Paul's still a young dude and uh, it's um, just my personal opinion. It's his bachelor party next week and we we're supposed to go to the Bahamas. And obviously, you know, what's going on at the Bahamas. It's fucking terrible. Prayers out to, to the Bahamas. Um, I have some friends that actually live in the Bahamas. It's a fucked up situation. So figure out how we could do some good for that um, soon. But yeah, we're going to Vegas, man. It's going to be fucking lit. Um, I hate Vegas. Um, I just always lose. And, and it's always just just all kinds of shit. But this is my guy. And, uh, you know, he, uh, I'm not, you know, he ain't getting married fucking twice. And, uh, you know, we got to just make sure. I'm trying to make sure that, um, you know, he has a good time. You know, hopefully uh, he get to sleep with the man. Julia, I'm fucking joking, everyone. I'm just kidding. But yeah, we're going to Vegas next weekend. And um, the week after that, I'm doing press in Tokyo for the Murakami collaboration. Uh, I can't wait, man. Tokyo's going to be lit. And this Murakami collaboration is starting to get crazy. I'm starting to get these random text, emails, and calls from some powerful people. And then they're trying to gangster their way into this. And uh, there are only six pieces available for sale. Remember that. I don't even know how I'm going to tell, like, my top 20 VI, VIP clients, like they can't get one. Like, I don't even know how to figure it out. I mean, I mean, we gonna see, right? I, I just may not even mention it at all, period, and just let it go, let it be natural and see what happens. Um, but regardless, this is fucking enormous. Like, this is such a major, God, this is just such a big project, you know? Um, it's beyond a collector's item, this is just next level art. I don't know how often Murakami has done edition threes before, but like, you know, it's two different colors. It's, uh, we'll leak something soon to the press, you know, but man, six pieces total, three of each uh, color, edition three, man. This is super rare. This is Takashi Murakami's first official on the books jewelry collaboration. And um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, by the way, guys, I meant to drop the K-Town Hustler series part two today, but sorry, like I had some roadblocks. I had I had a I had a crazy week that uh, I don't really want to talk about it, but it was just like a fucking weird week and it hit me. And um, I will drop it soon. It will definitely get dropped real soon. Um, I interviewed a billionaire at Dan underscore M underscore I. Interviewed Dan. He's a Korean billionaire, and he's just barely a few years older than me. And he fucking blew my mind. We talk about some, you know, some cars and shit, but he, he fucked me up. And uh, again, he's only a few years older than me, but he brought up some gems when it comes to business. And um, which brings me to this. 
I want to help 250 people become millionaires in the next two years. And I discuss it with Dan and he's, he's, he's going to help me. And this is not a joke. This ain't a gimmick because I'm not charging anybody anything. Um, I want to help you, you listening right now. I want to help you make a million dollars, right? And I started thinking about, you know, just my platform and what good I can do. Instead of donating just a dollar to, you know, a random homeless person at 7-Eleven or some shit, um, I'd rather show people how to make some money, you know, how to make money. And hopefully they can show others how to make money, you know, and they could help me make money. And that's why I'm going to pay them. And that way, you know, we keep this country working and we keep the economy healthy. Also, I can't wait to start taking down notes for this uh, Jonas Bavakwa tribute. Um, his birthday is next month, October 23rd. That episode is going to be epic just because some of the craziest moments in my life, of my adult life, was with him. You know, I miss... <sighs> no, I miss, I, miss, I miss Jonas so much, man. I think about it on a regular basis. Like, what will we be doing right now? I mean, I might not be fucking divorced right now, which just wouldn't be a good thing. So I couldn't trade uh, that for, you know, my family and my kids and my wife and everything. But this might be a motherfucking two-hour episode, two-hour easy, like two hours long, maybe longer. Um, I think that's it, y'all. Episode 11 is in the motherfucking bag. I hope you all have a blessed weekend. I will talk to y'all Monday with the weekend wrap-up. Yo, Miles, take us out of here, please. <laughs>